Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this episode, we chat with Kaylin Sliney, co-founder of Gotham Labs and CEO of Magnetic. She talks about her transition from Web 2 to Web 3, what she's working on to transform the membership model for organizations, and her greatest advice for anyone stepping into the Web 3 space. Let's do this. We are so excited to have Kaylin Sliney, who is the co-founder of Gotham Labs and the CEO of Magnetic, also a, a prominent person in the bad bitch empire. So we're so excited to kind of hear your story. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got a chance to meet you through my husband and I've gone through your background. And one of the things that I really want to talk about um, uh, is really your transition from a very traditional web two world to the web three world. Talk to me about what that was like. Sure. Uh, so I've been a corporate attorney for the better part of a decade and a half, and I've been doing mergers and acquisitions and venture capital transactional work, uh, pretty much my whole practice. And I dabbled in, I, I got interested in cryptocurrency itself as, as a bit more of a nuanced medium in around the end of 2017. So I'm a bit late by early adopter standards, but certainly early for, you know, where we're seeing a lot of new wave excitement. So cryptocurrency really fascinated me and I dove headfirst into learning about it and, you know, really thought the use cases were fascinating, but that was a pretty limited scope early on. Right. So I didn't necessarily realize that blockchain itself as a technology had such far reaching implications. So, again, I had a pretty narrow view for a while. I really loved studying the technical analysis and charts of currencies. But once I started expanding my um, view into seeing that blockchain as an application for myriad other uh, use cases, was just so, I mean, it was this huge wide world that opened up for me. And I was a practicing attorney. I, I still am, but, uh, <laughs> but I was a practicing attorney who had a lot of clients in the venture capital space, but I did both investor and company side representation. So when you're in the mix with VCs and accelerators and incubators, often you're working on both sides of transactions in different, in different ways, right? So I started working with startups who were getting deeper and deeper into the blockchain application space, whether it was using on-chain voting, certain nonprofits for government accountability and budgeting, um, applications in you know, ticketing, early, early stages, this is a few years ago, where it all seemed so new that I was very quickly realizing, and oddly enough, through a traditional practice like law, that was my exposure once I had dipped a toe into cryptocurrency and realized, oh, okay, I, can, I understand this. I can do this. I understand the technology's basis. Um, I was starting to work more frequently with my clients in the legal sense about, you know, their partnerships with other tech companies and development agreements and things like that, that it was a fairly natural progression. And then fast forward, um, you know, maybe 18 to 24 months ago, um, a friend of mine who I had been a client and just became a very dear friend 
we spent so much time talking about the applications of blockchain technology, and he was quite deep in the space. Um, and that turned out to be my now co-founder of Gotham Labs, Josh Thompson, when he said, you know, when are we going to build something together? When are we actually just going to, you know, go ahead first and do something together? And so, um, we then linked up with a a connective Josh's, the Nasi Delos, who is an unbelievable prodigy, um, truly, uh, so the three of us co-founded Gotham Labs and, and we built that to be a Web3 execution and venture studio. We got involved in all aspects of projects from NFT drops to DAO creation to moderation and management, um, community building, philanthropic endeavors, impact investing, all types of things. But everything had one common thread and that it was all based on blockchain techs and many of our clients um, were in spaces just running all over the gamut, for instance. Yeah, there it is. So, um, yeah. So, you know, we collaborated with era VC, which is a, um, a climate venture capital fund based in New Zealand. And we built a blockchain based venture fund called era force. Um, you know, that's one example. And we worked with folks in, meditation and mindfulness space to gamify and incentive further meditation practices. So really, you know, you name it, we've probably touched something in a, in a varying industry. It's, it's been incredibly cool. That's amazing. Um, one of the things I want to ask you is how, um, how different is it? Uh, the whole venture capital world of web three versus web two. Um, I would imagine it's much You've got different challenges. There's a lot of similarities, I'm sure, but I imagine you've got some different challenges there. Yeah, absolutely. And so Web2 Venture Investing um, has really deep roots, right? I mean, although the practice itself, you you can pull an expert, somebody who's been in, let's say, real estate for 30 years, and, and they may not be a venture capitalist by trade, but they're incredibly valuable to a venture capital team as a subject matter expert, for instance. Mm -hmm. And there's been a system built around the diligence that you do on a company you want to invest in and the practices that you go through the checklists and, um, you know, you do a deep dive into financials. And if you strip away all of, even for a new company, all of the historical knowledge in an industry like real estate or biotech or things that we're, you know, overtly familiar with conceptually and say, great, uh, you know, there's this really new industry. We are still learning the applications of the technology. It is moving at lightning speed. Yeah. There's not a huge history of, you know, the trajectory of startups in the Web3 space, there is just, there are not so many data points to say, okay, great, this valuation made sense because the exit was at X. And we saw that over and over and over, over right? Pattern analysis is not, is not great. Um, and the adoption of a brand new technology also means the volatility that comes with the blockchain tech, like cryptocurrencies themselves, right? Trading volatility, is directly correlated many times to, um, you know, the success or failure within the space as a whole, because people tend to opt out of it and pull back and go back to safety Mm -hmm. the minute they see these fluctuations. And so 
I think that there are so many elements that converge to create challenges in Web3 venture investing. Just, you know, as I said, sort of eyeballs on the space. It's, it's a very hot topic, but when it's cold, it's cold. Nobody wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole. We've got regulatory issues, right? Yeah. Are the SEC and CFTC, you know, vying for jurisdiction over things? Is it a security? Or, you know, I spend a lot of time on... Um, the parallels, but also the divergences of mapping Web 2 to Web 3 regulatory landscapes. You can't just copy paste and overlay. So the predictability isn't there, right? So lacking the historical data points, lacking a lot of subject matter expertise, lacking regulatory guidance for forward thinking, you know, pathways, all of that means that no matter how excited you are about a project, the process from web two, if you're a venture capitalist, the process mm -hmm. just, you know, switching from vent, uh, web two mindset to web three mindset is incredibly challenging. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So, but it's a fascinating space, truly. And now with Magnetic, that's where we're living, right? It's frankly a bit of a bear market um, in the space. We call it like borderline crypto winter out here, right? And so yeah. when you're building new projects, but even even Web2 venture money is a little bit, you know, flatlined for a little while. Right. And so yeah, added sure. complexities of Web3 and people are on pause and they're nervous. And, and that just creates a whole different uh, a whole different landscape. It's one that I'm actually genuinely enjoying, but it's very different. Wow. Interesting. Um, and so tell us a little bit about Magnetic. So you're the CEO of uh, Magnetic. Tell us about like, you know, the, the membership model, all of, all, all of what it is. Yeah, um, it's a super exciting project. So we're creating digital memberships on an aggregated platform where, for instance, you as a user who loves insert brand here, right? Um, I don't want to get in trouble by calling anybody out, but um, let's say you have a favorite clothing brand or a favorite television show or movie production company or food and beverage, uh, let's say you love an alcohol brand or a snack company, any of these things where, you know, there's a fascinating statistic that says 81% of consumers would love to get closer to the brands that they love. And one way to do that, and you'll see it in web two, actually, probably now that I mention it, you'll see it just cropping up everywhere, membership models are really yeah. a way for, I can think of Vince Clothing has a membership model, um, Vogue that is not the magazine subscription, but they've got a, a subscription model or a membership model. Uh, nail salons have membership models. Folks are realizing like once you create an mm -hmm. allegiance or once you've established an allegiance, people do want to get further rewarded or further perks, further insights and further closeness that it, the divergence there from a, plain loyalty program, right? Where you can just kind of collect your points or your stars or your whatever, or your punches. It's different rather than buy 10, get one free. It's I actually want to engage more deeply beyond the point of sale mm -hmm. or beyond the episode or beyond, right? Imagine all the scope. If you love Pepperidge Farm, I had a girlfriend years ago who worked um, for Pepperidge Farm and I loved learning about their uh, consumer insights and they would get you know, groups of people together to test new flavors 
Well, imagine if in your membership model, these folks who have opted in and said, I really want to be close to this brand. Um, they're, the, they're your first go-to. They get mm -hmm. the excitement of trying new flavors, but you also have this dedicated test group who is willing to give you and interested in giving you really great feedback. I mean, there are, I don't even know how much time we would have to go into all the various applications, but you can imagine like a membership model where your activity is directly correlated to, you know, the brand is getting immediate insights to say, folks love this. Oh, we gave them a merch drop. You know, you got early access to new sneakers or you got access to exclusive sneakers that are only for this community. If you love sneakers, that's a big deal. People wait in mm -hmm. line outside oh, yeah. for ages, right? Oh, yeah. And you can think, like, there the applications are endless. Uh, we're speaking with a production <laughs> company um, who runs a really popular show. And, you know, between episodes, how do you keep the audience engaged? And, and we're just thinking through the possibilities of, you know, can folks vote on um, future plot lines? Can they take quizzes and get you know, some level up where they might have a chance to go and watch the finale being taped. Can you do watch parties, merch for that? All of these types of engagements that are really, really exciting for people who have outwardly said, I love that brand, I love that show, I love that snack, whatever it is. And so we are putting them together on a platform. The platform is called Magnetic and the NFTs, they are powered by NFTs but we call those magnets and that is distinctly to abstract away the complexity of web three, giving the users a very web two experience. You sign in with a username and password, not connect mm -hmm. your wallet. We've got a custodial mm -hmm. wallet, right? You can pay with fiat, you know, via credit card instead of having to go purchase cryptocurrency brands on the back end get to launch all of these activations through a very familiar dashboard that looks like, you know, a standard SaaS or analytics platform. And then they get immediate real-time direct insights that Interesting. the feedback. Every I love time, this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every yeah. time someone engages or takes a quiz or buys a thing or opts into a merch drop, they get that feedback immediately without having to go through third-party data processors or aggregators, which, you know, regulatorily speaking, are sort of phasing out anyway. So it's a win-win. What's really funny, <clears throat> I was literally just having this conversation with somebody yesterday, and I was, in my mind, it, Jenna, Jenna T, I was um, thinking, I was like, oh, how do we how do we bring something like exactly like this to, you know, our listeners and, and make it worthwhile. Yeah. And so we're, we're having a conversation next week and, you know, kind of a brainstorming session. And I would, I would love to find a way to incorporate this. Absolutely. And I will say for, for content, it's incredible because you can create token gated content. Right. So where you would typically otherwise be behind a paywall, for instance, like mm -hmm. these types of activations are all made possible and they are an incredibly seamless and familiar. You know, once you're onboarded, the experience for users will be the same across every brand. Great. This is how I pick up a magnet. This is how I can engage with it. And it is, you know, that consistency removes another hurdle for users to, and, to adopt some new technology. You need to remove that. I just have to say, I love the name. I, I love the I magnet part of, the, mm -hmm. part of it. I mean, that's just, it's fabulous. I love that you love it. Thank you so much. <laughs>
we you know we uh we came upon it and um I the joke around around our office is that anything that I initially hate is going to go gangbusters. I had kind of blurted it out and then immediately decided I hate it. And my team just went, no, 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 no. That's perfect. And like here we are. And I spent a long time resisting it. And they're like, Kaylin, you're the one who said it and <laughs> right. I hated it. And now it's really, really grown on us all. So yeah, I'm I so thrilled that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um and and so one of the things that i have i've loved what bad bitch empire has built i think it's just fabulous and like something i have been kind of craving in the web 2 world so tell me about your involvement um and kind of the organization as as a whole yeah um so the organization as a whole was founded by lisa carmen wang who is just an absolute powerhouse and she and I met through, um, and it sort of, it was a friend of a friend who was overhearing a conversation that I was having with someone I am very near and dear to. And this, um, and this sort of friend of a friend just said, Hey, don't mean to be eavesdropping, but have you ever heard of bad bitch empire? And I said, no. And I looked it up, thought it was very cool. And then I went through, um, I forget if it was sort of like an application process, but it was, you know, mm-hmm. it was just asking you about your investing history and your active, mm-hmm. your activity in the space, et cetera. And come to find out shortly thereafter, there was a dinner being held in New York City. So I attended the dinner. I met Lisa and we hit it off right away. And so now not only are we friends, but we, you know, I act in some advisory capacity and then she has just launched bad bitch empire has just launched, um, the bad bitch empire, the bad bitch fund. So the bad bitch empire venture fund, which is very exciting. So not only am I an LP, I am on the investment committee as well. And so, you know, we are, we are constantly (laughs) ideating and talking about what's new, what's out there, what's possible, how to further engage women. I've been an angel investor for a long time, but at a pretty low volume. And, you know, were I, uh, were I sitting on more liquidity, I'm sure I'd be a lot more active because it's a space very near and dear to my heart, especially funding women. Um, that's really been a focus of mine. Financial literacy for women has also been a really big focus of mine throughout my career, just sort of spreading the good word and trying to do what I can to act as a mentor for younger, you know, junior associates when I was in a law firm and just empowering women in others, any other spaces that I can, that I can dive into. Uh, I love it. But so what's really fun about working with Lisa is that she has a very similar mindset and we tend to come at tackling problems from slightly different angles that always somehow merge. And that's really interesting because you are exposed to a different thought process. And, you know, I would say, oh, we end up in totally different places and then we have to negotiate our way back to the middle, but that's not actually the case. So it's not that divergent. It's more just with totally different thought processes that often end us up in the same place. And getting exposure to that is, is really fascinating because it makes working together, frankly, quite easy, but also the insights that you glean and you know she's got great folks around her as well and so I've met you know a lot of people in the community through that it's a great way to meet other women who are working on some powerful stuff yeah yeah it's good 
Um, and so like if for our listeners who are maybe fairly new to the space, um, you've got a lot of things going on. You are a busy girl. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, where, where should they look? Um, not only where can they find you, that's important, but like, and, and follow all the great stuff that you're doing, but like, where would you, what advice would you give them um, as they continue on what seems like a very scary, overwhelming kind of space? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have, I do have thoughts on this specifically because, you know, I'm a big proponent of dip a toe in, try a little bit at a time. If you have, you know, it, the range is all over the place, but I, I would love to say like, if you have 50 bucks, try mm-hmm. something out. You can actually learn so much about the way the technology works just by exposing yourself to it. And so if you are really interested in this space, you know, I would say like, start taking a look and seeing if you can find projects that you like, whether or not pick an interest, pick any interest and put web three after it in Google right? Or blockchain at in Google. I would start with something you already know you like, whether it is knitting, you never know, you might come across like a metaverse crochet project where people are creating wearables. I have no idea if that exists. <laughs> like, I think you're onto something. Right? <laughs> but truly, I start with something you know you like, and then start investigating. And if you are really into contemporary art, maybe see if any artists you love um, have put any projects on chain or see who else you might be exposed to search contemporary artists in Web3, right? There are all types of ways to marry something you already know you like with something you're interested in learning more about. That way, it doesn't feel like such an academic exercise. Mm -hmm. It's more fun. And then if you can engage with projects, I mean, join discord communities for projects that you found that you like, try buying an NFT, right? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to buy a board ape. You don't have to buy a moonbird. It can be something really small that a project that resonates with you that you want to support, but it also gets you familiar with the process of, of, you know, purchasing a cryptocurrency and, you know, translating that into a digital asset and saying, okay, I like this. Now I, I had to set up a wallet to get here. You're further ahead than so many other people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what if you bought a piece of art that you want to display? Okay, great. Well, you can look for digital frames that support that. I mean, there are all of these subtle ways to get yourself over the line and say, okay, great. I've got, it's almost like a carrot on the other side and you're almost baiting yourself into learning more. So if you're interested in it um, at any level, there are really great ways to go deep without it feel like you're boiling the ocean because there's so much information out there. There are so many different resources um, that it can be really overwhelming. Also follow a couple of, um, you know, follow news stories, set news alerts or, or find people on Twitter who talk about things that you're interested in. But again, try finding them by marrying your interest plus Web3. See who's in the space. You never know. Probably someone. Yeah, that's really great advice. I'd lo- it's almost like magnetic, right? You're, you're bringing your married. <laughs> Honestly, awesome that, is exactly, that is something that we say all the time, which is in order to onboard, like I would love for my mom to be able to use the product 
without, mm-hmm. without having tutorial after tutorial. And so we are building things that we say there's a carrot on the other side. If there's a cool membership on the other side of that, that is the bait because it's something that you already want or you're interested in. And it's an unbelievably good way to onboard people into Web3 when you put something on the other side of it that has actual value to them. Right. And they're saying, okay, great. The only way for me to get access to this content or the sneakers or the new flavors or behind the scenes, or, you know, if we move into travel, like upgrades, whatever it is, the possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. But if you put on the other side of that, something people truly want, they'll find their way in. And we have Mm -hmm. made that ramp as low incline as possible. So it feels like a very web to experience. And, and I will say this is a NBA top shot, which is something that Dabra Labs did you know, years ago that got a lot of people onboarded because they thought, oh, owning a moment of NBA history mm-hmm. sounds really cool. And one of my co-founders, in fact, that's how he was onboarded into Web3, period. It was, I want that thing. So I guess I'll figure out how to do right. it. It was a low friction <clears throat> entry point. And now here he is, you know, eyeballs deep in the space. And, and it's because exposure breeds curiosity. Very That's a great true. quote. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to use that. <laughs> right? All right. Please, by all means. <laughs> okay, Perfect. well, thank you so much, Kaylin, for joining us. You have been thank just a wealth me. of knowledge. I, I think you are exactly a bad bitch empire perfect (laughs) icon of that um it's just super impressive so thank you so much um where can our audience find you on socials yeah twitter is perfect i'm at kaylin underscore slining so yeah absolutely that's the best way um or you know eventually down the line i mean you can follow any and all of the projects that i'm working on but magnetic.xyz is the magnetic website and as you saw gothamlabs.co Gotham Labs. Um, but other than that, just reach out to me on Twitter. DMs are open and I would love to chat with anybody who's interested in learning more awesome. about the space, the projects, otherwise anything, um, please yeah. by all means reach out. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I look forward to talking again soon. So that was an amazing conversation and I'm super excited for the Nifty Tricks going forward. I can't wait to have our little brainstorming session next week and figure out what we can do to bring more value to our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what magnetic magnetic stands for and kind of what, what it's trying to do and trying to accomplish is like something, you know, we've talked about in the past, but really have wanted to kind of formulate in, in something more tangible moving forward. So it seems kind of like perfect for us selfishly and just, she's just right. awesome. And, yeah. and she's going to introduce us to um, Lisa with bad bitch empire, which is awesome. Yay. Cause I just, I love what everything that they're doing. So I just, I'm just, yeah. I don't know about you, Minnie Self, I'm just blown away by the women in this space. Like <laughs> where have these women been hiding? <laughs> right. And it, 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 what I love about it is that we have the ability to talk with and connect with these women on a deeper level and then bring them to all of you, our listeners, and you know, find new ways for us to, like I said, bring more value and you know, hopefully eventually get 
um, more women into this space and and doing more cool shit, right? Yeah, 100%. It's what we're all about. That's right. So that being said, you will definitely want to stay tuned to our socials. So be sure to follow us at the Nifty Chicks. That's the Nifty N-I-F-T-Y Chicks, C-H-I-C-K-S. And you can find us on all the socials there. That's right. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Always remember, invest in yourself. You are worth it. Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.